Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Gem G and with me as always, the mint sauce to my mushy peas, it's Mr Kev P. Oh, I'm not mint sauce. How rude. Okay, the mushy peas to my mint sauce. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. I don't like okay. mint sauce. I know, but I'm just trying to keep it seasonal still. <laughs> okay. And local, you know. A local seasonality. Yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, we have another Derby Alt Fest band interview for you today. And this time we're having a chat with John and Aaron from These Wicked Rivers. Yeah, still don't know how we got the headline band. They're closing proceedings on Sunday, but we did. And they are absolutely lovely people. And it was great chatting to them. So here's the interview. So as we get closer to Derby Alt Fest, we've got a great interview tonight. We have Aaron and John from These Wicked Rivers. How are you doing, guys? Hello. All right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're good, thanks. Yeah, we're good here. Thank you, brother. Glad to be here. So one of the things that kind of like I, I really want to know about is the aesthetics of the band and kind of like how you went for that sort of look that you've got. Um, I mean, I think um, you're referring to sort of the stage setup. Or yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, the, the whole thing, yeah. I mean, we, we just dress in sort of clothes that we think look look good, um, mainly. Um, I think when, when people go out, they just want to dress in nice clothes and look good. So we want to do the same when we're, when we're playing. I think for me... Um, and the step, carry on. Sorry to, sorry to root you, John. I think for me as well, it's, uh, it's you know, I, I, John, John kind of, you know, if anyone meets him off stage, he's quite a quiet sort of understated bloke. But on stage, he looks like he's kind of in the zone. And I think the... The stage get-up definitely does take you to a different character, whether you realise it or not. You know, I kind of like the feeling of getting dressed and feeling like I'm about to deliver something, you know. And when you're on stage, I think it helps you naturally perform in that way because you've kind of made that effort to, to transform into that character a little bit. Yeah, and I think I think the uh, the stage setup with the lamps and all the drapes and stuff is sort of an extension of that as well. Um, it makes us feel like we're somewhere else. I think it. I think it helps make people sort of feel a, a bit more at home with all the lamps and stuff knocking about, and makes them feel like they're part of sort of part of it. And speaking of all your lamps and your stage setup, then how does it work with touring and moving all that around? Because you're essentially carrying a living room around with you. <laughs> um, it means we have to take an extra car as well as a van. <laughs> <laughs> I smashed one once. And that was that was and then we realised when I smashed one that we need to make sure that we only have like metal lamps. Like it's a learning process. It's Nana's living room's evolved over a few years and we've kind of learnt the best way to transport it around. What's a bubble wrap? Yeah, well, I think we're on about maybe um, getting flight cases for the individual lamps, which might seem like overkill, but we played a festival once and we didn't bring the lamps and there was nearly a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's managed to find from somewhere as well these incredible like plastic light bulbs that don't smack i didn't even know that was a thing no i don't i don't even know where i got them from you know i reckon i've met a bloke down in an alleyway once and i just bought a load of them and now 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 thankfully they've not died yet but at some point we're gonna have to replace them and i don't know where i'm gonna get them from so one of the other things about is you sold a lot of the props off last year yeah so are you gonna go for a more scaled back look or is it just kind of like let's get let's do something different or kind of like you know scale it back no we um we we sort of we sold them for sort of raise money for the um recording the album um but they were ones that we sort of replaced they were sort of older ones that we used at a lot of shows they probably weren't going to make it through many more shows and being transported around the van in the van and stuff 
something nice for the fans to get hold of as well. So, um, but yeah, we're not scaling it back. Definitely not. No, I think if anything, we're, we're, me and John are always planning and the rest of the boys to just kind of take it to another level. You know, I think particularly with the, uh, you know, with the band growing as well as it has been, um, we want to keep make sure that fans that are coming back are getting a different experience and that they feel that they're kind of growing and seeing the band grow each time they see them. So, yeah, it's more a case of, I think Rich is very keen on Keys player to get a drinks globe and we've got a hat stand and, you know, we're just going to keep growing it and just see where it goes, really. And we spotted that the band have got a Patreon. We've got two tiers and we've seen there's loads and loads of great things on there. Has that been quite popular and has it been quite helpful supporting the band? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's doing quite well. Um, it's been fun sort of doing the content for it and stuff as well. Me and Rich are going to film, film sort of another episode of the um, like little podcasting that we put up there tomorrow. Yeah, we're just having fun with it really. But yeah, it's been quite popular. It's, uh, it's bringing a bit of money in, yeah. And uh, the guitar lessons as well are out there. Are they? Uh, are they taken off as well? Yeah, man, they've been uh, they've been good. It's a bit... Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry if my connection's a bit dodgy. I could feel it. Um, the energy on the boat's not gone well. Uh, but yeah, they've been really good. It's uh, it's been nice to be honest to be able to connect with fans on that different level. Um, and a lot of them want to take apart River songs, and it's an interesting process because a lot of them are muscle memory for me at this point. A lot of it's performance based, sort of how I how I. Like I feel like because I know the songs so well, I can just let loose on stage. So when you have to sit down and take the songs apart, the stuff that I've forgotten, I you know forgotten that I'd written to an extent. You know, I listen to the song, and I think, God, have I been playing it like that for about three years? And it would be completely different to what I've recorded on an album. Um, so, but yeah, it's been really good. It's uh, it's it's nice to I, di- I teach sort of different ages as well, um, and that's really cool to see the kind of people's development. And it's also like I say, nice to see when people first got to know the band and you know where they're up to with things so yeah it's, it's an extension of the patreon and everything else that we do that connects us to the fans and and we all love doing that so yeah it's, it's been really good thank you we saw you opening up at stone dead last year and you're one of our highlights of the festival obviously winning the poll there to get there how did that feel and how was the performance for you oh winning the winning the poll was sort of obviously a great feeling um knowing that enough people cared that much to Go and go out and vote for us for it. Um, but yeah, once we got out on the stage, that was a whole other level of awesome. My fa- my favorite gig we've ever done, I think. Yeah, same, same. The the crowd were amazing. Like you, we felt like they were all behind us, wanting us to sort of smash it. And I think I think we did a pretty good job of it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible performance. Um, there, there were kind of like- Two or three bands that stood out, and you were kind of like right at the top. Oh, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. The lineup as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was it was a really strong lineup. Definitely, definitely. Um, your set kind of like, and this, the whole lower saying about the stage setup just kind of like blew me away. It's like I just was not expecting any of that. No, I appreciate that, man. We went back um, as as kind of. Um, you know, because we played the year before, we went back this year, and it was really cool to see so many river shirts in the crowd as well. Um, you know, we was all wandering around, and people kept coming up and saying hello and stuff, and that meant and that meant a lot. You know, with and to feel that impact that we'd had, it was uh, it was fantastic. I always remember that gig because it's a bit corny, but I remember playing with the second song we played, Force Nature, and I remember playing the last chord at the end, and I just saw my mum and dad on the hill, and I could just remember playing this chord and then just pointing at my dad. It was just a moment will will stay with me for a long time, definitely. 
And then your latest single, Black Gold, that's been out about a month now. And I know you had a lot of support on Planet Rock for that one. What's the kind of general fan response been to it? Really positive. Yeah. Um, sort of, we've had private messages from fans sort of saying how much they love it. They're commenting on the video, commenting on the Facebook post about it. it it's been a really positive sort of response to it. Um, a bit blown away by it, to be honest, by how positive. Mm. Um the new album that's due out on the 1st of March, how far kind of along in the progress of that all being ready are you? Uh, we, we've done all of our bit. Um, so it's in the hands of um, the, the label now to get all the vinyl sorted and all of that. There's quite a long lead time on getting vinyls done at the moment, which is why it's sort of so far away at the moment. But we've we've recorded it all mixed, mastered, got all the artwork sorted it's all all ready to go but it just takes ages to get all the vinyls <laughs> and is this the first release that you've done on vinyl as well is that right it is yeah um our last album was a little bit too long to fit on vinyl so it would have been like three sides and it just feels cheeky charging people 40 quid for a 10 track album uh Lonely Road, I found really interesting it had a very different kind of feel to me to like the other tracks that you guys have done what inspired the song and the video? Um, I've sort of during lockdown, really. Um, I, I've not been that long out of a relationship when lockdown happened, and I was living on my own, just a little bit lonely, really, because obviously couldn't go out, couldn't really see anyone. Um, and that song just—I just picked up my guitar one day, and that song just sort of happened. Sort of really quickly as well, so it came together, and then we went to um, this guy Pav that shoots music videos, and we just sort of wanted something that encapsulated that sort of that emotion. And I think he did a great job of it as well. I love that video. Just to add to that, add to that as well, I think that that song in particular, I love it because it's it's quintessentially sort of John's style of songwriting. Like I think it's him doing what he does best, you know, and we're quite lucky in the band. We've got all different songwriters and I like the fact you can hear songs and kind of work out who the writer is behind them. And I think that kind of sums up everything John does well. Yeah, the the, the song and the video, it's, it's really, it just kind of like really hits you. It's uh, it's, it's so beautifully shot. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, the, the um, Pav, the guy that did it, he's he's got a really good eye for a nice shot. We've um, done two other videos for sort of coming up with him as well for they're going to come out sort of in the lead up to the album um and both of those as well also lots of really nice shots and you've got the tour coming up in december i know a couple of dates at least have sold out now are you planning on trying anything new or playing any newer tracks for that tour yes yeah we're um we're going to play everything that's on the new album which we've been We've been raring to do, but obviously with the album being so far off and not knowing when it was going to be released, we've sort of held back on that a little bit. But there's there's definitely some songs that we we absolutely can't wait to share with people. Yeah, we've kind of made an effort to to change the set list up a little bit as well as playing new material. We've we've kind of looked at because we're we're now obviously about you know this is a second album so we've got a full set list at this point so it's been cool to sit back and work out the dynamics of it and how we want to change it and as we said earlier there'll be changes to the stage setup as well and how we interact with people so yeah we're, lo- we're looking forward to it okay well what we'll do now is move on to the quickfire round 
So we've got a series of very random questions. Hopefully you've never been asked these before. And just say whatever comes into your mind. Okay, this will be interesting with Aaron's slow connection. <laughs> First one then is, what would be your dream tour lineup? And you can include yourselves on that if you want to. I think for me, it'd have to be like probably the Stones, Aerosmith, Rival Sons, and then us opening. I'd probably have um, us opening, Blackstone, Cherry, and Leonard Skinnerd, Blackstone. And I'd want Skinnerd about 1974, if that's possible. I hope that's possible. <laughs> yeah, both good lineups there. They are. And what is your pre gig ritual? Um, for me, it's um, a vocal zone, do my vocal warm ups. Drink a lot of water. Um, that's sort of pretty much it, really, for me. Um, I sort of try and stay quite quiet backstage other than doing my vocal warm-ups. And then the rest of the boys just taking the piss out of me. I think that's there. Yeah, but taking the piss out of John. Yeah, taking the piss out of John is very important. I normally do some high kick practice and I normally spin on one leg for a little bit and then I'll say a prayer for me and the rest of the boys and the rest of the team. Do you have a hidden talent? Um I don't think I do to be honest. Um I'm I'm pretty good at spreadsheets, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> that that absolutely counts. <laughs> that is that is the least rock and roll hidden talent. <laughs> I don't know for me. I don't know, to be honest. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I, feel, I really wish I had one now. I might have to learn one. I'm quite good at um, uh, managing angry young men because that's what I do for me. But that's not really a hidden talent, is it? Because I get paid for it. Well, there must be opening locks. Yeah. There, there you go, Aaron. Opening locks. And don't forget about your beatboxing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. I John 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 does beatboxing during practice and I ate it. I ate it so much. I nearly ate it as when he sound checks with Wonderwall. <laughs> them two things. What was the first gig you ever watched? First gig I ever watched would have been I would have been pretty young and my mum and dad took me to see the bootleg Beatles. It that was they they were really good actually. Um and then the first one I went to no the first one I went to without my folks would have been Pretty embarrassing, but the lightning seeds. Oh, there's nothing embarrassing about that. I saw them at Glastonbury this year, and they were incredible. Yeah, they were good at Glastonbury, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine was White Snake in 2005, supported by The Answer. That's definitely for you, that one, yeah, isn't it? that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> um, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, God, that's difficult. I'd probably say Mackey's, to be honest. Mackey's triple cheeseburgers. <laughs> Mine would be a mac and cheese. Nice, yeah. Solid choice. <laughs> if you were invisible for a day, what would you do? Um, it's a tough one. You go first, Aaron. I've been first every time. Um, I'd call in sick to my boss and say that I can't work because I'm invisible, and I'd just chill on the boat with my cats, my pants, listen to vinyl. You wouldn't even need your pants on; you'd be invisible. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want it to be sordid, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably, if I was invisible, just go around and chill out, out on Aaron's boat without him knowing. 
Yeah, but yeah, but would would you, would you be naked? Oh no, I wouldn't know you were there. But would you would would you be naked? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's horrible. It ruins my naked day. That does. <laughs> that that is a definitely a good. That's such a great answer to the invisible question. <laughs> what song do you wish you had written? There are quite a lot of songs I wish I'd written. To be honest, um, there's a song called "Lady May" by Tyler Childers that I've been listening to quite a lot recently. Uh, that's an absolutely beautiful love song. I really wish I'd written that. I really wish I'd w- written Damien Rice's entire first album as well. What about you, Aaron? Um, I think my immediate feeling is um, there's probably two. There's Boston Foreplay Long Time, because I just think that's the, the ultimate sort of 70s classic rock song. And then probably Thick as a Brick by Jeffro Tool, like the full 46-minute version um just just because i think i love that that style of songwriting and i think it's just i love the idea i'd never be able to convince the boys to do it but i think they're preparing for me to ask but i love the notion of just of just having the balls to do that to be that creative and and to believe in yourselves that much final one who's the most famous person you've met um i mean i've met a few just by going out to rock city quite a lot in my teens because all the bands at Rock City used to hang out in the club afterwards. So like, I, I met most of Slipknot in there after their show. Stood chatting to one of them for about two hours and not realised who he was because he'd not got his mask on. And I asked him what he did for a living. Which, which member was it? It was Sid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was 1999, so no one knew what they looked like with the masks off then. I don't... I don't know who mine is. I've 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 been close to celebrities, not like in a weird way. Like I don't hide in the conifers, but like I went to go and see Deal or No Deal for a laugh when I was like fifteen, and they stuck us on the front row because we we're the youngest people by about sixty years. <laughs> and um, I was de- so I was breathing the same air as Noel. Um, I mean that's that's probably the coolest one I've got. I've met like Biff Byford out of Saxon and shit like that. I had a piss next to Dizzy Rascal once. Um, so they're probably the top three. <laughs> Sorry, that's just broke me a little bit. I had a piss next to Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the uh, few normal ones now, then, yeah. is it? Right, so just looking ahead to Dolby Fest then, um, I know you said you're going to play some new stuff on the December tour. Are you going to be playing any new tracks on Sunday? We'll be playing some of the stuff from the new album, um, but it's stuff that we have been playing sort of a bit already in the build-up to to Alt Fest. Um, so that, that'll be a mixture of sort of old stuff, new stuff, um, sort of a bit of a greatest hits, if you will. And uh, how does it feel to kind of be the not just the the headline band but the closing band as well? Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty awesome, to be honest. I think we've been playing at the Hairy Dog sort of for a long time since since we started we've been sort of playing shows at the hairy dog so for them to um have the have the belief in us to ask us to headline their show their their festival um it's pr- pretty lovely really to be honest i think the venue as a whole means a lot to us you know i, I was kind of helping out there when i was when i first met john and i was like 21 you know and it's i think it's a, we've got a big connection to to it and you know I was, the show at alt fest and also our show on the tour you know i feel like 
really big shows to us you know we feel very connected to to the hairy dog and derby so yeah very very feel very privileged to be asked and looking forward to hopefully delivering uh, what it deserves and are you going to be around kind of just on sunday or any other days for the festival and is there anyone you're looking forward to seeing there um i think to be honest i think we're just going on the day that we're playing out there i don't know if we're allowed to go on the other days are we <laughs> <laughs> he's such a nice boy and he's like oh, i don't you know i don't want to ask you know i'm looking forward to seeing luna's kiss i think they'll be good there's a lot of bands on that sunday that i've not seen before so i think i'll go down relatively early on the day and uh and try and capture some bands and yeah and get a feel for the vibe and final one you're also playing call of the wild next year have you got any more festival slots confirmed or are you just focusing on your own shows um i don't think there's anything confirmed yet I think we're going to try and pitch for a few others, um, but the the main focus will be on our own shows and possibly playing other countries, maybe, but n- nothing's confirmed yet, really. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, particularly with the album coming out in March. You know, we were uh, we we're really excited uh, about all the planning around that, and as John alluded to, you know, we might wander over to might take an entire old woman's living room across Europe, but we'll see what happens first. <laughs> yeah, you are going to need all of the bubble wrap in the world for that. <laughs> all, all of the bubble wrap. Okay, so it's been absolute pleasure chatting to you, John and Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on, and we're looking forward to seeing you headlining Derby Altfest. It's been a pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you there. Big love, guys. See you soon. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram. X that used to be Twitter, if anybody cares, threads, and that's at Ready to Mosh Cast. And we're also on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So keep an eye on all of the socials for everything that's happening at Derby Altfest. Don't forget to give us a five-star review, say something nice, always helps. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Make it stop, Moog.